Hello everyone. Welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. I am Oluwani Femi. Uh, this sounds weird because this is what Emmanuel does <laughs> almost every time we do this podcast. But today you're not going to see Emmanuel or hear from him. Neither are you going to see Chingwazirim or Bolu. You're stuck with me today. And as you've, you're getting to be used to, every Tuesday our releases are based on topical um, conversations where we invite industry experts to come and discuss issues that are pressing, issues that people need to know about. And that is what we are doing here today. And today we'll be discussing an interesting topic that something that has put African creatives on the world map. And it's very interesting because it is what many people, is a platform that many people are, are, have gotten to express themselves and let people know what they are doing across the world, no boundaries on them. And, then, and we are talking about the creator economy. We will address the whole concept of the creator economy. Then we will try to find out uh, how African creatives are contributing to the boom that the economy is getting. I know the one that will be doing this conversation. I have two guests today joining me in the studio, both physically and virtually. Here with me in the studio is Femi Taiwo. Femi Taiwo is the CEO of TerraWork, a self-service online freelance market space that is plugging African talents into the global workforce. And it's just like Fiverr. That I think that is what we are very used to here. And it's live here with me in the studio. Um, hi, Femi. Great to have you here with us today. Hi, Femi. All right. Um, and also joining us virtually is Douglas Kedinsey. He's the CEO of Seller, an online store builder for anyone looking to monetize their knowledge or skill via digital products like ebooks, courses, services, and every other thing that you can sell virtually, digital products. Um, hello, Douglas. Nice to have you here with us virtually. Hi Nifemi, thanks, thanks, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, really glad to be here. All right. Virtually. Yeah, glad to have you too. But before we dive into the conversation, I would like to tell us that this podcast is proudly sponsored by the Tech Point Africa business team and the Wizu app. The Wizu app is an innovative solution that gets you paid for every time you report a traffic violation. It's like you're getting paid for being a snitch. You don't get stitches, you get paid. So <laughs> when you download the app on the Google Play Store, it's yet to be on the Apple, um, Apple Store, Apple App Store. But for now, it's on the Google Play Store. When you download it, you can capture any traffic offense. Or you will maybe somebody ran the red light or someone is trying to bribe a traffic official so you just capture it either as a photo or the video then you send it to them and you get paid like you get a cut from the fine that person gets right it's cool so <laughs> you can go ahead and, and download the app let us know what your experience is on the app we're not saying you should get some people in trouble for doing nothing don't go capture somebody's split number like it's parked in their in their garage but just do that go to the go to google play store download the wizard app use it and let us know about your experience we also drop a link in the description so now let's get into the conversation um for the uninitiated 
let me start with you, Taiwo. What we've always always known is the gig economy, the gig economy. I think it took a lot of it took a lot of time to get used to. But now, why we are still trying to get used to that? There's the creator economy, or they call it the passion economy. So as a person that works in the field mostly for the gig economy, but you know, founders try to find a way to move into what is trending. So what do you think, how would you explain the creator economy? And how does it differ from the gig economy? Well, thank you, Nifemi, for the question. And um, let me try to answer it, not, you know, in the academic way, but, you know, as pragmatic and as practical as it can be. Now, first I would say gig economy, you know, it's... Um, We've, it has had many names, you know, you could call it freelancing, mm-hmm. you could call it um, short-term employment, you could call it, you know, short-term contract and all sort of, you know, things like that. And it's all about, you know, working not on a permanent basis. And then um, mostly jobs are done, you know, on platforms like TerraWork, like other platforms that we have that are popular. And it's close to, you know, Working in an office, only that is for either a quick task, a short-term project, or maybe a recurring that is not anything but um, uh, but a full-time. And you no, know, within the the gig economy, you know, covers all manner of professions, which of which creative you know economy is inside it. Mm-hmm. I mean, take for example at Terra Work, we support about fifty-eight services, and I think that more than seventy percent of those jobs. Or services, uh, you know, can be classified as in the creative economy. I mean, when you are making video, when you are making um, sh- voiceover, when you are making, when you are doing writing services and all sort of services that can be classified under creative economy, then you know, it's both cutting overlapping both with gig economy and uh, and creative economy. But you know, for 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 creative economy, you're talking about people. That it's more of a passion thing. You are creating content, you know, monetizing it. It's all about intellectual properties, using your creative abilities to earn income. And one common thing I will say about it is that, you know, guys who are in those creator economy tend to kind of have a income that might not seem linear in the sense that this same piece of work will earn you different pay depending on the audience you are selling them to and all sort of things like that. And it's driven by passion. You see them trying to, you know, maybe somebody who's a celebrity and he, he has his own, you know, league of followers, try to leverage that to, in, to to get more than necessary or usual or common thing. Those are the things that we say, you know, a major difference. Whereas for gig economy, it could necessarily be that you are offering services that we can't really classify under, you know, the creative economy. Take, for example, you are doing things like legal services. Or accounting, you know, as a case. Even some tech project would be maybe troubleshooting a problem. We can classify that. It's when you are using tech to create a new feature that you can put that on that creative economy. I hope that helps. Yes, yes, yes. You, you mentioned some basic points around how you get to learn, how, to, how you get to earn. Sometimes you don't get to be paid for your passion as a, when you're in the gig economy, right? But when you're in the creator economy, people know that this is what you like to do so they get you get paid for it then you mentioned a very important point about um it's, it's, it depends on the audience that it, your pay depends on the audience right so that's why I'm, i'll go to Douglas now you have a platform that helps people to get their digital products 
to the faces of audience. So from your own point of view, how would you classify the creator economy? Would you say um, the gig economy is, if you want to put them on a scale, would you say the gig economy is way above the creator economy or this overlapping is just something that will blend later in the future? Um, I think from, from, from what we've learned and I think from just the industry so far, the creator economy or the passion economy, and I guess as other people call it, has sort of been like a step in addition to the gig economy. So, I mean, in terms of like typical jobs, a lot of people in the gig economy, we had this scenario by like Uber and things have, people have created apps. And then if you want to do a job for somebody, people maybe make a post and then you apply for the job and then you get the job. However, in still in the pursuit of people getting like financial freedom and also just really owning their time, the passion economy has come up where unlike a system in the gig economy where you don't really own anything. And then a lot of the work that you do is based on like people making requests and all of that. And the commission is not even fully owned to you with the, with the, with the creative economy or the passion economy. You get to create your own value. You get to have your own audience. It's yours. And you also, and in, and in that like scenario, you also get to, monetize that audience your own way on your own terms i think those are one of the like the very key things to like differentiate this two here so i'll give you an example in the gig economy now when you do a job you need to be present you need to do that with your time however with like things that people do in the passion economy or digital products you create an ebook once you put it out you don't have to actively write an ebook for somebody every time does that make sense you don't you can create a course the course is like a lifelong thing you can monetize your audience in that way and in the gig economy you don't really get to monetize an audience and even if you bring in an audience from your following to the gig economy the gig economy sort of swallows your audience because it's typically like a marketplace and then you don't own anything however with the creative economy and Creator economy, you you just I keep make, I keep saying creator. I'm just gonna stick to creator for um all through the interview. But you get to keep your own audience, you get to monetize your own audience on your own terms, and you get to enjoy that experience. I guess those are key things I would say to differentiate them. That that's that's deep in a way because for anyone that is listening to this now, if they if they are going to choose where they will play in, they probably choose the creator economy because they get to be the face of whatever it is they are producing when it comes to freelancing you might not be able to put a face or own whatever it is you're producing but yeah before we go on in the conversation i want us to get um a message from our sponsor the tech point african business team hi i'm abisola adenoga the head of business at tech point africa did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. So are they just going to cut this in? Okay, welcome back from that short break. 
Um, let's get back to the conversation. So uh, there's a recent survey that shows that the creator economy grew by more than 550% between 2016 and 2020. And it has also been predicted that by the end of 2021, the industry would have grown to be a 13, a whooping $30.8 billion industry. That, that is, is huge. It's huge, huge, right? But, but then, then let's, let's come, come to, to the reality, reality of the markets market that we play in, in the African markets. Market. What we know how to do best is to be creative because well, there are a lot of problems. So we're trying to find ourselves a way to navigate around them. So going by these stats and the predicted growth in the creator, uh, creator economy, how do you think the African creatives are contributing to this boom? Kaiwo. Yeah, okay. Thanks for that once again. Um, first, you know, thanks to technology and then, you know, various platforms that are available today for this to happen, for people to express themselves. And thanks to even smartphones, that even from there, you know, some people could start making and creating their content. And, um, and that exactly is, um, you know, a hope that we have that, you know, African creators will be able to you know contribute massively into this and thanks to platforms that um, are beginning to come up the likes of Jara work and maybe seller that's um, is supporting this in a way to make creators be able to sell and offer their services to audience beyond you know their physical reach and country uh, thanks to um, platform like Terra work where we support multiple currencies where you know, those who are friend of services could charge in currency that they are convenient to work with. Naira in most cases, and if you have means to get in USD or, or bounce telling or other currencies, fine. And then the currency at which with which your 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 buyers, you know, pay you does not have to necessarily be your currency. And that eliminates a problem that could be a barrier for some of them, you know, in in, in, in selling to audience beyond their country. So TerraWork in its own little way, we are contributing to that to see that, you know, we can have a, a passion, a share of the boom that is coming here. Right, right. In 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 African creatives creative way, they are doing because based on what you explain, when say someone somebody in the US needs a service can as well get this the expertise of an African from a platform. Yes, um, that that that's in one way it is. Um, Douglas, there are people, there are a lot of people that are optimistic that the Af um, the African creative creator economy is going to be a huge part of this global boom. Say, come in another three to four years. Um, do you agree with that? And how do you think? African creatives can get to that point where there will be a, like a huge force to reckon with when it comes to the global creator economy. Um, so just like I said, I think, I mean, he is right. I mean, for this to work, I think when I think of the success of e-commerce in Africa, I really think, and I was, I was saying this at some events and I really think a huge part of this, actually falls down to payments and making payments work um, across the continent. I mean, it's really unfortunate that payments is still very much like an issue um, because at the end of the day, if you create a really great value, if people cannot pay for it, then it's of no, it, like there is no business where 
money is not being transacted. So I think platforms like Terraculture, platforms like Seller, um, really going the extra mile to make everything seamless. I think we are supported in almost like 10 African countries today and really are pushing forward to pushing for like more integrations across board because payments needs to work for everything to work smoothly. Um, and I mean, like he also said that when it comes to like, I don't want to actually just be repetitive, but even when he talked about just payments across borders, like international payments. And so it's not just us selling it locally, it's us selling internationally. That's the best for like international effects and all of those things. And I see that playing a big role in how we push um, and how the creator economy um, grows a lot. And I mean, even when it comes down to, the last thing I would probably mention would be investments. I think investments in more platforms, investments in more funds that support creator um, creatives will definitely help in boosting the creator economy of Africa. Mm. Thank, thank you for that thank you for that it's, it's great that you mentioned the issue of payment and it reminds me of uh, an event that TechPoint is um, planning currently planning that is scheduled to hold on the 26th of November it's a Saturday the weekend in November and the 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 event is the fintech summit which we discuss the fintech in everything that is basically the team the fintech in everything um, your platform wants to make payment seamless to gig workers. Um, seller is trying to get make sure gig um, the product, digital product of creatives in Africa gets to larger audience and they get paid for it. So we are going we are going to be discussing um, things around financial inclusion, embedded finance, DeFi, DeFi. The thing is embedded finance is like a huge part when it comes to creating digital products in Africa. And this is one of the things we'll be discussing at the FinTech Summit that will be holding on the 26th of November, 2022. The early, early bird ticket is currently on and you can visit fintech.techpoint.africa, fintech.techpoint.africa to get your ticket. We also drop the link in the description so that you can go and get more information on the event. And I, I want to know, I think I should go back to Douglas now. I want to know what, because um, given how um, the creator economy is really attracting creatives, because, well, it is like you just give people a chance to say you can get paid for whatever it is you can do. Either you are making noise or you are singing truly, or you know how to do skits or something like that. There are platforms, there is... There is YouTube, for instance. YouTube is it's a huge part of the contributor to the creator economy. But what would you say when the when the, this economy is, is is getting, will I say crowded? Because everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be wants to be seen. So, how would you advise that um, a person that is just coming into the creator economy can? Uh, what would you advise that person can do to be able to have an edge? and be a contributor a, or somebody that we gain from this billion dollars um, estim estim predict estimated industry? So interestingly, I think one of the things that's running seller and seeing like tens of thousands of creators use a platform has taught me is, I think being unique is a little overrated. 
I feel like, and I mean, it, it. you should be unique because, yeah, I would say please be unique because, yeah, people want to see something different at the end of the day based on whatever, like, value you're bringing to the table. But I think from what I've seen, being unique is also just not that, it's not that special. And I don't know if that's um, redundant, that sounds redundant, but I think I see a lot of creators selling almost different versions of the same thing mostly packaged differently and i mean this is not even something that i would say is common to seller i mean think of i'll give you an example let's say you're teaching a programming language like php i'm very sure there would be at least tens of thousand courses teaching people how to learn php language and all their top tables of content are basically the same and you might even not, I wouldn't be surprised to see that most of the examples are even the same. Most of the, everything is the same. Maybe they're changing like the name of a thing. And it's like, and in that case, it's so easy for people to think that, oh, I need to be so unique in the way that I do my thing. And I mean, yes, that definitely helps. But most of the time you need to do what hopefully gives you joy and find the right audience. And hopefully you will make money in this, in this system. So, and I mean, I hope this is not misconstrued by to, to mean that, oh, don't be unique or don't try to do something different because all of these things indeed give you an edge in this very saturated market. But I also think that the idea of uniqueness in a way that stifles people from making a lot of, so from making a move, I think people should keep, like put that, like ignore that for now get working, start doing something that you are excited about, that you're really looking forward to doing, and you will hopefully end your share of this. Good. <laughs> I hope I'm quoting you well if I say, just start, don't try to be unique. Honestly, honestly, honestly. And, 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 and the thing is, I guess, and the thing is people obsess about what is going to be my unique advantage so much that they realize that even just you doing something makes you unique and different. Um, I mean, it's like how many product management courses are there? And I'm and I don't I don't even know why I'm just thinking of super technical things. Even like baking recipes, all of the things, so many things. Like start your thing. You are unique in your own way, and hopefully you will also find uniqueness as you go along the way, and you. I think you, you're better off trying to find an audience that connects with you and that is interested in what you're doing. And yeah, most of the time you will find uniqueness along the way. Um, but overthinking it is not going to help. Any creator out there that is thinking, oh, how would I do this? Would people like my content? You just add from Douglas. Don't overthink it. Just start. That way you want to contribute to that. Yeah, I think I want to. Okay. Um, okay. Personally for me, you know, it's... Um, beyond the passion or creative economy. It's uh, do with a passion or don't do it at all. And um, so that you do it with full passion or you don't do it at all. And um, let us also have that one understanding to that. You know, when we're talking about creative economy, it's not just about creating that short skit, that small procedure, that small ebooks and all that. Artists pertain to terror work. You know, it cuts across writing, I might pay somebody to put book together. I'm writing poem for someone. Um, I'm an architect. I'm making drawings of building. Or somebody's asking me to help with maybe 3D modeling of a building, and probably allow me to be creative in the way I do. 
come up with the, the answer and all that. It's about somebody telling me his problem and developing a software that respond or, you know, kind of make that happen. And, you know, it's, let's not see beyond as limited to things like short videos and all that kind of stuff. You expand across much more than that. The way I see it and for us. And then, <clears throat> you know, when you have a platform that you have thousands of users and um, our algorithm is one thing that will figure you out or fish you out, just like on Google. When you're looking for a result, you search something and then the result is on page five or page six, probably you are not visible. Mm-hmm. Then you have to do some few things, you know, to take you to probably the top of the page so that they can see. And just imagine on Terrawalk, for example, I say I need the top logo designer to help me develop a logo for my new brand or something. And then you, you search logo designer on Terrawalk and you are seeing like five pages or 10 pages of results. And then we always tell our freelancers that, look, you need to walk yourself to the first page. Like you said that, of course, don't overthink it. I agree. But you still have to kind of stand out in a way. No, we look at everything, your behavior on our platform, the way you build your profile, make it simple and easy for anybody to really understand what you're offering. In fact, without that, you don't even come publish that platform in the first place. And then beyond that, we are looking at, you know, your overall performance in terms of reviews that people you've worked for are writing for you. And if they are, if, if and, uh, your job success rate, how many jobs have you done? How many of them are successful? What is the percentage of success you have? All those things in a way contribute to how valuable our platform sees you. And of course, we want to promote or present those who are doing very well so that the buyers can come back, of course, when they get good service from our platform. Hmm. Yes, another major point, aside from starting, it is standing yourself out, have a good presentation, yeah. be visible to people. Yes, and um, this particular question, it's not like... Um, trying to eat or something. But we've seen global platforms recognize African create creators. For instance, now YouTube has like a an annual uh, YouTube Black Creators Award that goes to several African creators. Many of them come from the po- uh, come to the popular um, YouTubers that we know uh, CCME Desire for Shido, right? We've seen some of them get this award. But I'm curious, is is African really gaining or benefiting from this creator economy? Africa is a continent. I mean, those who are not creating, you mean? Yes, like African. So we, we understand that you are getting the eyeball. Like people are noticing us, but what's the benefit on Africa as a continent, aside from the individuals? Yeah, okay. Um, mentioning some of these celebrities that we have seen and people that kind of YouTubers recognize, you know, as a major contributor in terms of that. It also means that they could advertise your product for you and for me. And then you have the visibility that you need, for example, you know, to because they seem to have a lot a lot of followers, you know, following them on those platforms, kind of. And a business could take advantage of that and engage one of them to maybe do an ad for me talk about my brand and all that because there's hope of me becoming visible. I can see that, you know, directly as what the rest of Africa could gain from this, which in a way is even money for the guys that are getting, 
know, to the top on those platforms. Yes, I'm not very, very, very satisfied with your response because that is still a gain to the individual that is the creator. And Douglas, how do you think, do you really think Africa is gaining from the um, recognition that African creators are getting? Or is it just every, everybody just fight for themselves and get the, the glory and the goodies and leaving the continent out? So I feel like that's a tricky question because, I mean, technically the Africans in the press are Africans in Africa in this case. So I guess, like, if we're being very literal, then I guess they are benefiting. And in some way, these people spend their money in Africa. So technically Africa is benefiting. (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's a very that's a very like shady broad answer in that way but like it's but i think it it definitely still helps i mean i think seeing seeing um tayo aina who's also like a creator and seller just and also ccme like be recognized on a global level and for their work for their talent it's it definitely still helps other African creators that are coming to also get that same kind of respect in the long run. I think I think that I, I, I really think that matters a lot um, in the grand scheme of things. If you ask me, yeah. I'm a little bit convinced, but that is something <laughs> I understand now. So for one, it it brings. It, it brings recognition to Africa as a continent and people recognizing when it comes to more people that wants to come into the scene, they will be encouraged in a way. And then when people want to view Africa in a way, then those are the people that are influencing the way. Okay. Now I think I'm convincing myself. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's, let's at this point discuss whatever, uh, what do you think might be um, the orders on the way for um, African creators to enjoy this boom that the um, greater economy is experiencing? Any challenges that them, they might be facing? Yeah, okay. Um, they should come out and then, you know, register with the right platform that we springboard them into into this boom, kind of. Um, Terrawalk is there and then what uh, Douglas is doing as seller could also be a good springboard. And of course, support for those platforms as well. Terrawalk also needs support in one form or another. Um, in any form, you know, just be beyond investment or money and all that kind of stuff to help say that we are helping these creators get value for whatever thing they are bringing to the table. And um, I will say that, and um, more support maybe from government as well in terms of seeing this payment thing, which, you know, Forces us sometimes to register, incorporate in other countries to be able to support this, so that at the end of the day we could support these creators get paid in the currency that they are most convenient uh, for them to receive their payment at the end of the day. And you know, when you look at the Western world, there are a lot of platforms. You know, we want to start mentioning them from Udemy to YouTube to to Coursera to Etsy uh, uh, and all manner of platforms. That is supporting these creative, you know, guys. We need more also in Africa, you know, and so that we can really let's plug into this to these booming opportunities. 
Mm, I like that you went straight to the solutions. <laughs> right, Douglas, what do you think is working against creators in Africa? Africa, rather, at this point. Um, okay. I mean, I think I would say, do I have two or three things? I mean, number one, I would say is fraud. Fraud is always quite a challenge. I think it's really unfortunate the impact fraud has on innovation. And I'm saying that as someone that has worked at payment companies where it's like so many great things want to be released, but it's like fraud is just stopping things. And most of the time you will have to either like chuck the losses or stop the innovation. And I think in a world where there's less fraud, I think it'd be really great for like innovation. So that's one thing. Um, the, second, the second thing would be like, I mean, fraud is also just tied to better payments and more payment options. Um, I think right now, um, payments via Flutterway for Kenyan shillings has not been available for, for a while now. And there are almost zero to no other alternatives. And that, that limits a lot of companies that are trying to collect payments in Kenya. And it's very unfortunate, but we need more companies that, or we need more systems that support better payments and that are available. And that's one of the reasons why I just really love and respect Flutterwave because like the work that you have done in making everything work is not easy and it's not a small feat and they should, they, they deserve all the respect. Um, but yeah, but so payments definitely needs to work, fraud needs to go, or at least be reduced or just have better systems that reduce fraud. Those are things that, and I mean, I guess the last thing will be like funding. I mean, more startups like he said should be funded um, to provide services for creators everywhere. Um, um, funding like, so I mean, it's not even the platforms, but also like creatives. I mean, I think two months ago, we, we published a story with Guardian where we talked about the importance of, um, the importance of, now I cannot even remember the story that I want to reference. We talked about um, funding for creatives and um, having the option where creatives get to be funded based on their earnings and not just like typical loans. Again, I cannot remember this this story, but yeah, but that's so. These are things that really matter at the end of the day, and and hinder innovation for this um, industry. Yes, um, yes. You 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 both mentioned how it's important. Aside from payment and funding, mentioned how platforms like this, there have to be more of them. And the ones that are existing should get funded. Funded. So I think we should end with this part of the conversation. Where I'll start with Douglas. What is the selling point? Selling point that sellers that would make a creator to leave a foreign platform and come and use yours. So I just remember the thing I was trying to reference. It's called revenue-based funding. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's a funding system where you get to pay your interest based on like your earnings as opposed to just like a fixed. And it's very special and good for creatives. And I think funds like that could really, really make a dent. But yes, to answer the question, what should make 
someone switch from their international platforms to seller. I mean, what we've really done over the last couple of years is build a very robust solution for creators anywhere. So whether you need a sales page builder to sell your digital products, you have that. Whether you want to do anything, cost, basically anything you want to do, it's done. But except, the, but then also in addition to that, we've also just done a lot of work in understanding the Nigerian um, pay, um, system and making it work. So today we have payments in about 12, 13 currencies, Naira, Ghana CDs, Kenyan shillings, South African rands, dollars, pounds, um, um, South African francs. And all of those integrations are done automatically for you. When you sign up, you get all those currencies in less than five minutes when you sign up. We we make it very easy for cross-border trade. I think one of the biggest trends that we saw over the last year is that a lot of the products Nigerians sell, they not just sell locally, but they also sell internationally to other African countries. And this is something that we power and we're very excited about. We view it a very robust solution for any kind of digital products. We really are putting in the work to ensure that like people also don't get to pirate your eBooks. These are things that you get for free when you sign up on seller. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much for that, Douglas. Uh, let's end with you. Um, yeah. Femi. Okay. What uh, is the selling point that Terra work? Well, okay. I think payment too. Uh, we mentioned uh, we support fourteen currencies altogether. Five from Africa. That is Naira, uh, Ghana CD, Kenya shilling, South Africa rand. I think Rwanda currency, and then the rest I know from Europe, America, and Asia. And then um, we've so for buyers who are coming to use our freelancers. No, they have option to pay with any of these currencies, and our system does automatic conversion, automatic conversion, so that the freelancers can get paid. You know, in their local at least five from Africa. Black market prices or official rates. And so, so to get it settled for them, at least they get paid, and they get paid at good rates. Second is the commission we charge. You know, if you compare us with the rest last platform that's uh, all there out there um we actually charge the lowest you know compared with them between seven and thirteen percent which is quite low compared with like average of twenty percent that you do on similar freelance platform you know abroad and we focus more importantly on you know african talents or creators you know that seems neglected or are struggling not because they're not competent another platform but because kind of they can't just you know um find um, some of them are discriminated against in those platforms but they are welcome without us compromising on quality and then the market no one's african no one is understanding african businesses which some businesses to have problem getting abroad you know, when you go to maybe the likes of other foreign platforms like fiverr upwork or so the kind of freelancer you I may not really understand your need very well like the nigerian guy Women understand some regulatory requirements that need to be put in place while working on your solutions. And this makes us stand out. We see a lot of people who have used other platform and then couldn't get what they need and come in to use our platform and find answers. There are people who try to use foreign platform and maybe they need some local services within Nigeria. They are staying outside of Africa. They need services maybe in places like Botakot. In places like let's say Abekuta or Shubu, but couldn't get fr- freelancers on other foreign platform outside Lagos. They find us, you know, 
kind of so in terms of penetration and all that i think we have some edge that could make you know us more that make us more attractive in all those regard and compare with other platforms yes thank you very thank much you. femi um you can check out um we've written um a feature on terra work and seller so you can check that out in the description on the tech point africa podcast thank you very much femi thank you very much douglas for joining us today i believe we've all gained valuable insights from what we've discussed today if you're watching this on youtube don't forget to drop your thoughts in the comment section also subscribe and click because every tuesday and every thursday you receive the tech point africa podcast you don't want to miss the the weekly roundup of stories in the African tech ecosystem and also insights from industry experts. And I'm sure you are looking forward to another interesting conversation next week. So don't miss it. Click on the notification bell so that you get notified. For our viewers, for our viewers on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram and on TikTok, we can get your feedback. Thank you very much. And we if you can listen to the food podcast on google podcast apple podcast spotify iat radio and everywhere else you get your podcast thank you once again for joining us bye thank you thanks thanks for having me